0: Hi and welcome to St Ninian's Church in Stonehouse. My name's Stuart and I get to be the minister here. We're really pleased that you've chosen to join us at this time from wherever you find yourselves today. As we make our way through Advent, there are loads of activities happening at St Ninian's, lots of services and special concerts and all kinds of things. So please stay tuned to the end to find out all about those. As always, you can find out everything that we're doing at our website at st-ninians-stonehouse.org.uk. And you can keep up to date on our Facebook page. Just search for St. Ninian's Church Stonehouse. Today, our worship is going to be led by Leslie, who is our student on placement with us at the moment, and our readings and prayers are led by Stevie.
1: Isaiah 35 verses 1 to 10 The ransomed shall return. The wilderness Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who have an anxious heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. With the recompense of God, he will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer And the tongue of the mute sing for joy. For waters break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. In the haunt of the jackal where they lie down, the grasses shall become reeds and rushes. And a highway shall be there and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way. Even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. No lion will be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come on it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. The second reading comes from Matthew 11 verses 2 to 11. Messengers from John the Baptist. and the poor have good news preached to them, and blessed is the one who is not offended by me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man, dressed in soft clothing, among those born of women, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Advent can
2: seem quite strange to us at times. Where are the carols that we all love to sing? When do we get to the story about the journey to Bethlehem? Where are the angels or the shepherds or the stable? Never mind that we haven't even heard a whisper about Mary or Joseph, or the baby. There's an anticipation. We're building up to that time. We are waiting. But what is it we are actually waiting for? Sometimes I wonder if we forget what it is we're waiting for. If we perhaps get a bit too overrun by the twinkling lights and that finding that perfect present a little bit overexcited by the season, our minds racing towards Christmas Day. The readings over the last few weeks have been reminding us, though, of what it is we are actually waiting for. We have been delving into the book of Isaiah, into a time when the people of God have been separated, some left behind in Jerusalem, and the others taken into exile in Babylon, living in a strange land, without their homes, perhaps without some family members, lost, stranded, away from their normal lives. And today, the part of Isaiah we have heard is reminding them that God has not abandoned them. God will redeem them. Strong words to inspire those in need providing hope and faith that things will get better and God will make sure of that. Reminding them back to the time of Moses and the great escape from Egypt. Look at how God worked for the people then. He will come again for us. And when that time comes, those who are struggling, God will provide strength to. The blind will see, the lame will walk. They will follow the highway of holiness. It will lead them back to Zion, where gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. Chapter 35 of Isaiah is a powerful poetic cry of hope and faith for the people living in captivity in Babylon. It's a reminder of the power of their God, a call to keep the faith. Remain steadfast in your hope, And love of the Lord. However, the prophetic words of Isaiah were not only important for the people of time, the people in exile. They continue to be of great importance to the people many centuries on. Just like we saw in the reading from Matthew over the last few weeks. And in today's Gospel reading, we're reminded again of the passage from Isaiah in the words spoken by Jesus. Go back and tell John what's going on. The blind see, the lame walk, and lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear and the dead are raised. The wretched of the earth learn that God is on their side. This is the response which Jesus wishes John, who's now in prison, to hear. Things aren't going well for John at this point. He's been locked up, and actually, he will never get out of prison. He'll die there. The reason he's in prison is because he was telling people, including the king, that they were not living in the way that they should be, in God's way. And that there was someone coming who would show them how to live in God's way. Not unusual for John. After all, in last week's reading we were all reminded of how he spoke to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. What was it he called them again? Oh yeah, a brood of vipers. I guess it's only a matter of time before he truly annoyed someone enough to become thought of as perhaps unstable, with the ability to incite the people. I mean, crowds were travelling out into the wilderness to hear him talk and be baptised by him. So there's no doubt that he had some kind of prophetic power which the people were enamoured with. And not only that, but he's also talking about someone else who would be even more powerful announcing the way of the Messiah. You can just imagine how worried the rulers of the day may actually have felt. This is one way that John helped Jesus by preparing the people to listen to the good news that Jesus would bring. But now he's in prison and John is asking Jesus if he, John, did the right thing. I guess he's doubting if this is where he's meant to end up. Did he do enough? Was Jesus really going to be the Messiah? Perhaps John had an inkling that This, he wasn't going to be able to talk himself out of this prison and was hoping that he had completed the work that God had sent him to do. Jesus responds to John's question with what we would call good news. He says, The blind can see, the lame can walk, the sick are healed. In other words, the world is better in general. The world is not better for John. In fact, it's worse for John. John helped Jesus share a better understanding of God with the people. But in doing so, he lost his own freedom because of it. But what is interesting here is that when John's disciples leave to go back with this good news, Jesus turns around and tells the crowd around him all about this man, John the Baptist. Although throughout his life, people made links with John to Elijah, he always disagreed with these claims. And here we have Jesus acknowledging the central role that John has played as the messenger for himself, the Messiah. Jesus saw in John the last of the great prophets, the one preparing for the coming of God's kingdom, and in many ways, his own ministry would continue and develop upon the ministry of John. The final verse today from the Gospel tells exactly how much respect, love and fellowship that Jesus had for John. Truly I tell you, among those born of women there has not risen any greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. John was a voice crying out in the wilderness, preparing the way for the coming Messiah, a public ministry that ended nearly 400 years of prophetic silence. In doing so, John also stands firmly as a connection with the past. One foot planted in the Hebrew text of the Old Testament and the other squarely in the New Testament and the coming of the kingdom of God. His words demanded immediate action. There was no time for complacency. Judgment was at hand. He didn't go out searching for people to convert. If you wanted to hear the words of John, you had to go and find him. His message was obvious. He never played to the crowds. And perhaps that's what led to his downfall. When faced with the choice of John would rather die a martyr than compromise on his convictions. And in his darkest hour, he questioned if Jesus was the one who was to come, or whether there would be another. However, for us, John's birth, death, and everything in between reminds us to be bold declarers of the truth at all costs. John was who he was, and more importantly, he was who he was called to be. He stood waiting between the old and the new, because that was what God called him to do. As far as he was concerned, he was a nobody, just trying to tell everybody all about the somebody who was coming to save all our souls. Through these readings from Isaiah and Matthew, we are able to make aware of what is to come, provided with an understanding of the tension, the anticipation, the waiting that Advent brings. What is true though, and what we see with John in today's story, is that when we pay attention to God, and share what we have received from God, then we're helping the world to see and know how God's way is the better way to live for all of us. It's a message of hope, of faith, of determination, of patience and waiting. Waiting for the kingdom of God here on earth. Maran, atha, the Lord is coming. Amen.
3: Glorious things of thee are spoken, Zion, city of our God. He whose word cannot be broken formed thee for his own abode. On the rock of ages founded, what can shake thy surety? With salvation's walls surrounded Thou may smile at all Thy foes See the streams of living waters Springing from eternal love Well supply Thy sons and daughters and all fear of one removed, who who can faint while such a river ever flows their thirst to assuage grace which like the lord the giver never fails from age habitation hovering, see the cloud and fire appear For a glory and a covering, showing that the Lord is near Thus deriving from their banner, light by night and shade by day save they feed upon the manna which he gives them when they pray save your
1: Precious Father, there are many people who would love to come into your presence but struggle to find a place of worship, community and teaching that meets their needs. Help us to work this out, to find new ways of welcome, of acceptance. Teach us your ways, Lord, and help us to be those friends who go through the roof to bring people to Jesus. And so may we reach out in fellowship. Father, we pray now for our worshipping community. Help us to be welcoming, accessible and considerate, to care for all, leaving no one out, so that together we may praise your holy name, knowing that you are with us. May we find joy in your presence and help us to be those friends who go through the roof to bring people to Jesus. And so, may we reach out in fellowship. In our daily lives, Father, we ask for your peace and blessing to be with us, our families, friends, work colleagues and people we meet in passing. May we feel your presence with us, guiding us, leading us, helping us through the challenges and difficulties we face in life. We pray that your healing hands may reach out and comfort us when we are sick and may you tenderly hold those who need our prayers. We ask for your blessing, your comfort for those who are distressed or anxious and peace for those who mourn the loss of a loved one. For you are the God of love and your mercy knows no limits Help us to be merciful to one another and to be those friends who go through the roof to bring people to Jesus. And so, may we reach out in fellowship. Father, your love knows no limits. May we be limitless, going above and beyond, to welcome and value all people. We continue our prayers by saying the words you have taught us. Our Father,
0: May the blessing of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit be with us today and every day. Food bank meets every Sunday at St Ian's Church from one PM until two thirty pm. Your donations as always are very gratefully received. And our Advent Bible study will begin on Thursday the first of December and every Thursday thereafter in December from seven thirty. And that's going to be on Zoom. The meeting ID and passcode are on your screen now or are available on the website. On the afternoon of the 11th of December at 3.30pm we have our Light in the Darkness service. That's a service of remembering for those who find Christmas a difficult time because of loss and bereavement. Please let your friends know, speak to folk that you think might benefit from this service, from coming along and being able to spend a bit of time in the quiet giving thanks and remembering. Our friends Anka and Quentin will be hosting a Candlelit concert on the 11th of December. That's in the evening at 7.30pm. Tickets for that are £10 and are available from folk at the church and that will include some refreshments. Our Christian Aid concert is back on the 18th of December Groups from around the village will entertain us and we'll all get to sing some Christmas carols together. Santa might even pay us a visit and that's from 6.30pm on Sunday the 18th of December. Raising funds for the fantastic charity that is Christian Aid. And our Santa's bedtime story is back on the 23rd of December at half past six. Santa's going to pop in. He's very busy, but he's going to spare us some time. He's going to come and tell the little ones a story. There will also be some cookies and hot chocolate and stuff like that after the story and the hall. And, of course, our Watch Night and Family Christmas Eve services will be on the 24th of December.